Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each and every week, I know, I know, I talk, talk about these amazing women who can do so many amazing things to help you to live better lives. Better lives, having more passion, more purpose, feeling more connected. Women helping women. That's what this is all about. You know, and I've been talking about amazing women who are advocates for change. And my amazing guest today is Shirley Osborne. Now, her personal mission statement is, every girl succeeds, everybody wins. And her professional and personal life is full of experiences empowering girls and women from all over the world in many, many different cultures. Shirley is a social entrepreneur. She is a journalist, author, seminar leader, personal development and behavioral enhancement coach who strives to fulfill her mission by working primarily with girls and women. Love it, love it, love it. She is the CEO of Posh Affairs Incorporated, which administers both the Girls Education Project and Feminine Alchemy Incorporated. Shirley is a lead coach and trainer at Falcomy, which I will ask her to tell us more about. At the heart of Feminine, feminine Alchemy is the newest, her newest venture, an, an online magazine for women called Fo, Fa Sola, F-A-S-O-L, Fa Sola. This collection of news and original content, content is dedicated to giving a global, more complete picture of women's, of women's experiences and their accomplishments. She works tirelessly for the advancement and safety and security of women at every level. So I'm so excited and very proud to have this extraordinary woman, Shirley Osborne, to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Thank you so much, Shirley, for being with us. Well, Shirley, thank you so much for being with me today. Um, I've been looking over all your different information, of course, your website, uh, the Fa, fa, fa Sola. Fa Sola, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. I'll, I'll have you explain that in a minute, but I, but I really like to kind of start most of my conversations with really about the person themselves. You know, you, you're mm-hmm. doing some amazing things in the world. You're an advocate for girls and women, which basically that's what I do also. Mm-hmm. I have the Women Connect for Good and also the Women Speak projects that I've been working with for about 15 years. Yes. Doing the same kinds of work and same kinds of things that that I see on your website and that you're bringing the world together and I think that's so very very important that we're all connected. We're all mm-hmm. connected in so many ways that sometimes we forget that. But your personal story and why you do what you do and why you're doing and continuing to be so passionate. You're taking your time, your talents and your treasures in doing this, but how did this all begin for you? Um, I'm not quite sure. I just sort of found myself in it. I mean, I, I grew up in the West Indies, yeah? I grew up in a very small island, and then um, I had to go away to college. It's just something that you do because there, there's no university there. We had a population of 11,000, uh-huh. um, and so you had to go away to college. I went away to college, and then when I got back, I used to work at the tourist board, and um, kids used to just show up. Girls would just show up to say hello, um, to talk, uh-huh. to tell me their stories. And I found myself 
um, supporting them and and mentoring them and giving them counsel and advice and so on, just sort of just just so. Um, and then he just sort of. And it was because you had left the island and come back, and it's almost like they wanted to find out what the rest of the world was like. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. It, 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 I was different, you know. Right. Um, because you know everybody on the island. With 12,000 people, you literally know every single sure. person on the island. And so um, they wanted to find out about where I'd been, what I had seen, why I'd come back, um, how I was fitting in, whether I was going to leave again, uh, which I eventually did. Um, just because again it's it's so small and um and then I found myself you know getting involved in in more formal organized ways uh, meeting with with youth groups uh there's a there's a christmas carnival it's a christmas festival um where there's a there's a queen show uh, there you know there often is and I found myself working with girls um preparing them for for the queen show and being able to do it a little bit differently rather than um, in, you know, introducing things like talent shows and helping them develop talent for the show and adding something more to it than, than um, you know, just uh, just, the, just the festival merriment aspect. And um, getting more and more involved in things like politics and journalism and so on, because they, they, they were not, they, most of the women, who, most of the people who go away don't come back because it, you know they after you've been away and worked for a little bit, it's kind of hard to come back to you know to twelve thousand people. Right, right. So, so again, you, your your uh, your arena continues to grow, and and of course the thing that you talk about is every girl wins, every girl succeeds. Mm-hmm. And I guess well, well, first of all, can I ask you something about your island though? How were mm-hmm. women treated there? How were women empowered or not empowered that in some ways uh, encourage you to go ahead and start helping women, helping girls and women? Uh, it's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a dichotomy, as it often is. Women are uh, the, the, the caretakers of the family, and they take care not, not just of the children, but the men also. Uh-huh. Um, when men are ill, it is women who take care of them. When men need to go to the doctor, quite literally, it's women who take them, who make sure they get there. Right. Uh, it's women who are the teachers, women who work in the banks, except, of course, for the managers of the banks. Uh-huh. Those often were, were, were women. The, the political structures were, were mostly women, were mostly men, sorry. Yeah. Um, my father and my mother were, were both, my mother's a teacher, my father was involved in politics. Uh-huh. He died earlier this year. He was involved in, in politics and, and, and business. And initially he was, oh, I want my daughters to do what girls do. Uh, my mother said, no, my daughters are going to go to college, they're going to go to school and so on. And and um, she, between the two of them, they, 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 they brought us up like that. You get to do whatever you want to do. You decide what you want to do. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I was taught by, like I said, most of the women, most of the teachers were women. And a lot of them were very strong women who were struggling with the same things. They had gone away to college and come back to work and... Um, and were, were guiding and mentoring girls differently. Uh-huh. Um, and this was just after my parents came back to the islands after, just around the time when, you know, a lot of the colonies, Montserrat used to be a British colony, uh, when the colonies were getting independence and so on. So they were part of, of, um, of that struggle. Mm-hmm. And they, they understood the importance of having everybody contribute, male and females. They both understood the, 
understand the importance of that. And uh, so I grew up like that. I grew up being taught that I can do that. And my father actually eventually told me, um, you know, you make your own decisions. You don't have to get married because it's what women do. You decide if you want to get married and when you do that. And he told me things like make sure you have your own house and things like that, sure. um, which was my mother who kind of talking those things. But, you know. Right. Well, so, so you had exceptional parents that, that in many ways uh, mentored you, gave you, gave you the, the words that so many young women should hear from parents is, is that you can do anything you want if you want. Yes. Yes. And, I, and I think that's uh, sometimes some, some of the most important things that women need to hear is that not only can you do those, you, first of all, giving them permission to do those things, but say, of course you can do those. Why wouldn't you be able to do those things? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, and I had my, my grandmother was the same thing. My, I didn't know my, my dad's mother. She had left before I was, when I was very, very young. But my mother's mother was very much the same. She organized herself and her family and her husband and, and made the decisions that she thought was important, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. She'd do a lot of it in negotiation with him, but if she thought it was important, she was not, you know, she was not averse to saying, no, I think it's important, I will do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other, than th- yeah. other than that, you know, in the society, it's pretty much the same as, as, as many other countries. Girls are not, not considered to be so valuable, you know, girls are, right. are right. second-guessed and, and yeah. not allowed to, to make their own decisions a lot. That fortunately is changing. Yeah, uh, yes, fortunately. Uh, mm-hmm. I noticed you had had done some work with the United Nations. I uh, I attended. A, uh, I was a delegate last uh, February to the UN on the status mm-hmm. of women. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I I guess I I mean it was it was definitely uh, I was I was in awe of all the different women that I met, and of course the things that were taught they they were talking about about the different countries. Yes. But, you know, again, what I continued to hear was the lack of status of women, mm-hmm. the lack of it in their countries, uh, the lack of education, the lack of the ability to to uh, have contracts, to have their own businesses, to to have their children, you know, uh, you know, more of those rights. And and, and, I, and I, I think that's kind of what what you're your website's about is really talking about the status of women and the good things that are happening w- with women. But, but you know, I, I guess for me, when I left uh, the United Nations, I didn't walk away with any plans. There were no plans, per se. But mm-hmm. the things that you're doing that are part of that planning steps, which, which again, are, are improving the status of girls, improving the status of women all over the world, which is, which is, which is such a... Um, there's still so much to do. There's still so, so, so very much. Um, and I, I, I worked to do, to do my little. I, had, I left Montserrat eventually um, in 1994. Uh-huh. Um, I'd I, I come back to the United States to do, to do my master's degree. And um, in 95, the volcano erupted. Now, Montserrat's already so small. A volcanic eruption, right. this, you know, it... it it disrupts everything, and so I, you know, I waited for a little bit, and uh, there was no going back after a couple of years. The island still hasn't settled down. There's still two thirds of the island which is not inhabitable, and you know, half of the population has gone away. So I stayed, and what I found was, um, I, I went to Simmons College, which is a women's college in Boston, mm-hmm. and there were women from all over the world, literally. And what it brought home to me again, one more time, is that the issues, just like you say, are the same everywhere. Right. So when I when I when I decided to stay in the United States, um, 
at first I, I, you know, I went to work like, like you do. And then I realized that I really want to work with children. I was living in New Jersey at the time and I was doing some work with, with high school kids after work and so on, you know, uh, volunteer things. And I realized in a big city like Newark, in a city like Brooklyn, in, they have, these young girls have the exact problems that young girls have in Montserrat with, with, with 12,000 people. And I found that some of the things that I learned helped them. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, when you, when you grow up in a, in a place like Montserrat, you, one of the things that, that, that happens is that you, you get to think that the rest of the big world has the answers. And then you come into the big world and you find that, no, the answer, it all goes back and forth. It's all right. part of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then um, after I got married and I moved to, to Phoenix, I actually met two, two women who were social workers who had just started a program for girls in foster care. Uh-huh. And that just cemented it. I, I, this was in, in 2000. And um, I started working with them. And it, it just, it, 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 got, it became concrete for me at that point. And the work just, just took off from there. And that, that, that slogan about every girl wins, everybody Every girl succeeds, everybody wins. It is one of the girls who actually said that. She was about 14 years old. Right. And we were talking about teamwork. And I was explaining to her that, you know, you have to do your part because if you don't, then the rest of the team, you know, you. Yeah. And she said, yes, Miss, yes, Miss, I understood. So you're saying that if, <laughs> if yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. If, yeah. if everybody succeeds, then. And I, and, and I said, yes, and so it grew out of there. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, I mean, everything that you're talking about, and, and I, I probably have said these things myself so many times but yet it still seems there are so many women and and girls that don't feel that that don't have that you know Mm -hmm. we're we're talking about what we call the girl effect today which is again uh there's a there's a series of uh filmings that's called misrepresentation Mm -hmm. which basically is is still depicting women and girls in the media in such again such a uh sexual such a uh uh, com- as far as young girls and women com- trying to compare themselves and what mm-hmm. they're hit with by the market, is, is continues to drive it the opposite direction, which is again to debase and to to deter women from having the true status uh, that they they need to have. And you know, Women Connect for Good is is about finding women who feel the same way and understand that it's really going to have to take us all to really join forces to, to get this point across, and especially, as you said, young girls, because they are inundated mm-hmm. with media. Mm-hmm. They are inundated with instant information constantly about what they think they're supposed to be like, yes. what they're supposed to look like, how they're supposed to, to behave, and, again, what is supposed to be important to them, mm-hmm. looking pretty, looking thin, looking attractive, being sexually uh, approachable, uh, you know, finding finding the right boy, man, getting you know all these things, and and but it detracts from this this whole concept of the status of women improving. Yes, it does. It does. And you, another thing that that um, that strikes me and that that concerns me so much, in addition to all these things, there there are the the there's the the antagonism among and between women that starts with girls. Right. Um, one of the one of the most glaring examples I saw was once one evening, um, uh, another woman and I took a bunch of girls to uh, to a dance class, right. 
Right. Um, an African dance class. There were some some people here from. Um, Oh, I can't remember where they were from, but we took them. And when we walked into the community center, um, there's a bunch of young girls mm-hmm. at, the, at the entrance, and they, we had seven girls with us. And right. literally, Dr. Nancy, as we walked up, you could feel these two groups of girls, you could feel the energy between them. Um, uh, hostility is putting it strongly, but it's... Hostility it, it, and competition. Yes, yes. And these are girls who are 14 and 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to have a conversation with them about the importance of having girlfriends. Yeah. I remember my mother teaching me that. My mother told me, no matter what happens, keep your sisters and your girlfriends. Because women, women support one another, support one another in all sorts of ways. They support each other's families. They support each other as individuals. Yeah. And, and that's so important for getting women together to get through all the other things. Well, and that, that goes back to my whole concept of women connecting for good because there Absolutely. are women mm-hmm. out there that... You know, I, I talk to women all the time about mentoring and finding role models, and they say, you know, I, I can't find any. I can't yeah. find any women yeah. in my workplace who, who are willing to support me. Mm-hmm. I can't find a woman who doesn't feel that I'm competitive or that I'm trying to get her job. But all I'm looking for are women that will help me and mentor me. I don't mm-hmm. want their job. I want their knowledge. I want their experience. I want, their, I want them to tell me their stories. Yes. How did they get where they are? Why are they doing what they're doing? Help me to understand those things. But they, but they see me strictly as competition. Mm-hmm. If I'm younger, you know, uh, you know, I'm competition. If I'm there, I'm competition. But, but I think you're right. Women can be their own worst enemies if, if we do not support one another. Mm-hmm. And if we are teaching young girls to do just that by our own behavior towards women that we see that see uh, see us approaching and seeing how we're behaving with one another let's face it i mean if you don't have a a positive role model as far as a mother who really works well and connects well with other women what do you think her daughter's going to be like exactly or her son i mm-hmm. mean the fact is we watch very closely one another and, and if this is the expected way to behave or it's okay to behave you know, bullying has been become such a huge problem in schools. Yes, and yes. it's because their, their parents, in some ways, have allowed them to believe that bullying is okay. Mm-hmm. If you're not pretty enough, if you're not the smarter one, you're not the the funnier one, or you don't dress the fun the best. You know, you shall be over here. Yes. So I think what you're doing is basically saying. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to bring women to the forefront who really care and support each other and, and bring that message so strongly and so importantly that each and every girl, and especially every woman, teaches that to every daughter, every woman, mm-hmm. Other, mm-hmm. every girl she comes in contact with. As a matter of fact, and you know, I, I actually started uh, Fasola because of that. I was working with these young girls, and a woman who was working with me a couple of years ago said to me, Shirley, you know, we are working with these young girls, but we're missing the mothers. And no matter what we teach them, we don't spend enough time with them to undo any of the negatives that they get at home and from the women in their, in their lives. Right. And so we have to find a way to reach the mothers. Now, the, the other thing I have in my background, my mother has always taught me it's important to know. Just know. Yeah. My yeah. mother sent me to everything, every class she could think of. You know, I didn't want to go. <laughs> and she said, you don't have to use it ever, but you need to know. And as I got older, I realized that she was right. The more yeah. you know, the better the decisions you can make. And so I put those pieces together, and I, you know, I, I think I'm convinced 
that giving people information, I see it with the girls. I mean, they're girls who now are 18, 19, 20 years old. I started working with them when they were 10, 12, 13 years old, and I can see what the difference in, in information, and not just, not just formal education, which obviously is important, sure. but just knowing what's going on in the world, what the world is like, what's out there, who is doing what, why things are happening yeah. everywhere in the world, not just in, in their own, in their own yeah. small circles. Well, it, it makes such a difference. Yeah, you know, surely I think you could walk up to young girls today and ask them about the history, especially women, the history of, of women in the United States and how they, and how we actually did receive the vote, what, what happened for us to finally get the vote in the United States. And nine times out of ten, most girls do not have a clue. Do not have a clue. They, they don't, don't have, have a clue. clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, 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 have, we have not passed those stories along and the importance mm-hmm. of of the women that came before us mm-hmm. that that made the difference that, that because of the, their lack of freedom, their lack of the ability to go to school, to, to vote, to, yes. to sign a contract, to own to own property, to choose what job they wanted to have, and of course to continue to batter against the glass ceiling. A lot of women don't get it. They still yes. think that uh, things are really good, and when you start to talk about it, their eyes glaze over, and mm-hmm. their eyes roll up in their head, almost like they're yeah. possessed. And you, and sometimes I just want to do a little gentle shake, you know, like yes. wake up, snap out of it, you know, yeah. what's wrong with you? Where do you live? You know, what what rock are you under? You know, yeah. you know, one of the things I think that is Nancy, um, I um, when you when you grow up in a small place, you have to learn from outside, and I realized that probably. One of the issues is when, when you're here, when, you, when it's around you, you just assume that you know. It's yeah. like, you know, I know people who live in New York who have never been to see the Statue of Liberty, for example. They've yeah. lived there for years and years and years because it's just there. Yeah. Um, and I think that is part of the issue with, with, with women here. Because I grew up hearing people talk about Gloria Steinem. I knew about Gloria Steinem since I was 10, 11, 12 years old. I come here and I meet young girls who don't. Yeah. They have no idea who she is. Yeah. Well, they probably they might remember she just was a Playboy bunny. <laughs> if anything, yes, yes. Yeah, they I would probably it, say that that she she played a, a Playboy bunny to to get lots of information about how things were going in the in the good old boy world, to, so to speak. But uh, well, it just shows, it just it just shows we've got a lot of work, we've got a lot of great work to do. But we've got to keep work. making more girlfriends and and. Uh, Making sure our network continues to grow more and more. Mm-hmm. Now, the fe- the feminine alchemy. Tell me about that. Is that is the every girl wins, every girl succeeds? Correct. No, that is the girls' education project. That's the program I started uh, okay. first. Uh, that was the non- that is the nonprofit mentoring organization for girls. And then when uh, my friend Beverly told me we need to do something for women. Yeah. Um, feminine alchemy grew out of that, and the okay. name just sort of came out of nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. Nowhere. It just sort of popped. Um, okay. Okay. And and it, and it fits, so we so we use that. And then fertilizer is a play on that, because like the, the feminine alchemy was intended to be the same things we do for girls. It was supposed to be you know um, seminars and, and mentoring and so on. But the the getting people informed, informing people, getting people know, know to know what's going on, and ensuring that um, it wasn't just localized information and that everybody could have access to information. That that is what um, um, progressed to become fasola. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm looking at it right now, and it really is showing things that are so important that are going on in the world 
you know, I, I love the one here. You know, boss make, wants miniskirt Mondays. He's demanding it and gets sued for it. I yeah. mean, we we this this kind of stuff goes on all the time, and and we and we we kind of like fly over as mm-hmm. if we're, we're blinded by the the sun, you know. And and I think when we, when we put things right in front of people, they go, Oh my gosh, I never even even knew that. I never Anything thought about happening. that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's what we have to keep doing. We have to mm-hmm. keep replacing what the media continues to kind of bombard us with, with more positive roles, role models of women, uh, women who are doing great things that are smart women, amazing women who are mm-hmm. making a difference in the world like yourself. And, and sure. keep saying, here, but here's the other side of it. Here's the other side. Yes, yes, I think it really is important. It's important on so many levels, and, and one that is particularly dear to my heart from, from having worked with, with kids in foster care here in, 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 in Arizona is uh, the, the, it's, it is dangerous. It's, it's, it, it, it sets the stage for so much violence when we treat women like that, and we, think that, we like to think that much of the violence happens elsewhere, and it's, it happens right here because of the images we, we, we perpetrate of women, because of what we allow our girls to, to learn and do. And, um, you know, the, just the notion of, of women taking care of their bodies. I'll give you one quick story. I had a young girl a few years ago. She was 18. I just had a first baby. We tried everything we could to not, yeah. Yeah, not you know, but we couldn't. She was 18. She had a baby. And that's an auntie two, three days later. She had just come home from the hospital. We were talking about taking care of the baby and taking care of herself. Uh-huh. And uh, her social worker was with me, and we talked about her taking care of her body, taking care of her cervix. She asked me, what is that? Yeah. She was eighteen and just had a baby, right. because we don't talk. We don't talk to, to girls about the important things. And I mean, talking to them, giving them information. So that's part of what that is. That is that is the, yeah. the, the, the yeah. basic thing in what I wanted to do. You'd be surprised the number of uh, teenagers that say have said because I was I also worked with a teen pregnancy program. Mm-hmm. You said I didn't think you could get pregnant the first time. Yes. Yes. And they're like, well, what did you think would happen? You know? Would happen, oh, yes. Oh, no, yeah. no, I never, I was told you could never get pregnant the first time, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, it's this kind of mis, and mis, misinformation mm-hmm. and myths that are out there that have to be debunked by, again, talking to a strong, smart woman who's going mm-hmm. to say, Let me, let's just sit down and talk about what about this. Really, yes. really what this is. Yes, yes. Well, I love what you're doing. You're 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 passionate about what you're doing. You're tireless at what you're doing, and you you know I, you're all about. You, you fit right into the Women Connect for Good, and I would love to stay connected with your website, what you're doing, uh, the Women Becoming Women book series. Lo- love to know more about that. We can mm-hmm. talk about that hopefully in the future when that starts to come out. Yes. But. Uh, my goal in talking to any woman during these conversations is to connect and to stay connected. So um, that's what I want to do with you. I hope you want to do that with me all Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. I, did. I went and looked on your website and so on. Yes, I did. Okay. I think, so I think you so did you're great in. Work. Good for yes. you. I hope so. But uh, where can they find more about you? Because, again, it's about, it's about us all, all having information, lots of good information that we can share with other girls and other women. So more about you, where can they go, what do you want them to know? Uh, they can go to www.fasolanews, Fasola, F-A-S-O-L-A news.com. Um, there's girlsproject.org. Um, and um, there's, there's a lot of information on Fasola. We are building, we are rebuilding Girls Project um, 
starting in January, because we're, produ- we're doing new programs and, and new offerings, we're doing work with the Boys and Girls Clubs of America uh-huh. and um, the Phoenix Children's Hospital, doing some, some wonderful programs and so on. So it'll be all up there. And um, I am we are always looking for, for mentors for the girls. Just like you say, we're always looking for mentors for the girls. Right. And we do something, Dr. Nancy, called, we call it community mentoring, because, you know, often the, the women that we want to have mentor the girls are busy women, just like you, who, you know, couldn't yeah. necessarily commit a whole year to meet with a girl every, every week, mm-hmm. but who would be happy to talk with a girl once about the work that she does or about some interest that the girls yeah. have. We're looking for mentors just like that, always. Yeah, we've, we've just, uh, we have a program in our community, FLIP, which I'm the chair of, Female Leaders in Philanthropy. And two, two of our pieces are as we outfit women uh, to dress for success, work clothing, but getting them in the job, first of all, getting them into the job, the workforce, but also then clothing to make sure that they feel they're on the equal ground with other women in yes. the workplace. And, yes. and But uh, another big piece of that is mentoring. Along with all the, 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 the things that they're getting, the mentoring piece is, is more and more important than we, we can possibly know. But it's, you know, it's starting as early as possible, and, and mm-hmm. many of these women have children already. So it's, again, uh, passing along information to their daughters and to their children as well. But I want to congratulate you on everything that you're doing. Uh, uh, like you said, uh, I love it when we find uh, our sisters <laughs> and I consider you a sister. Thank uh, you. And and that's uh, that's what I'm looking for is more sisters and 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 more girlfriends that we can connect and and do the, do these things to help so many women and children and especially young girls so they start out quickly, yes. quickly knowing how special they are and mm-hmm. so they can learn and grow and do the same for another girl, another yes. woman. Yes. My thoughts exactly. Thank you so very much, and I thank you for the work you do. It's it's absolutely absolutely necessary and wonderful work. Yeah, it's my passion, it's my yeah. purpose, and it drives me, and, and uh, like I said, but, but I love, you, you, you energize me again. You know, sometimes we feel isolated, I can feel isolated, or we can feel isolated out there, but when we meet another sister and we find her, that we're doing similar things in many ways, then it just kind of charges up the batteries again. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, thank you for charging my batteries. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you very much for doing the same for me. Thank you. All right, well, we'll be in touch, and uh, Kathy Evans, who's been in touch with you, we will stay mm-hmm. connected, and let's just keep doing what we're doing. Okay. Have a great day. You thank too. You so much. I'll do very, very best. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.